Hello, it's the Acid Flashback Review. What up, everybody? How you doing? Chanel. Hello. Buongiorno. How you doing, babe? <laughs> I'm doing well. I just got home from a nice walk, and uh, yeah, things are good. What about Getting you? S- oh, plenty of snow. I was chopping some wood, getting a fire stoked and wood ready. We've been getting nonstop snow out here, like... 20 centimeters every other day. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Are you going to do a bonfire? Oh, probably. Well, I have a fireplace so that this is so I can keep oh. the house warm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you teach people. <laughs> I teach people, right? <laughs> Usually when I'm not. Um, you know, laden in health issues, but yes, I am a teacher by uh, by yes, (laughs) sweet, pretty crazy Mm -hmm. stuff happening. It is is a crazy world out there, especially in education right now. I think, well, it's all it's all kind of linked towards like this kind of morphing that this seems like western culture is going towards it's interesting like i was just i just had a podcast with alex earlier today actually and mm. uh we were talking about it and it, it, it hit me and i was thinking about like our podcast I was like oh like, you know what this is all kind of linked together in some way i was trying to explain to him like it's how like this is he's like what's the great goal of this COVID 19 thing i'm like i'm not too sure but it seems like it's just like a, a slight push towards communism in a weird way like <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe the whole COVID-19 has just empowered those who were already sort of on the road to pushing their ideal, like their ideological framework on on everyone else. It's just kind of given them that extra, um, you know, scientific backing or so they claim, I guess. Yeah. uh, To to push their moral... um, I guess the yeah. the way that they view morality and their own superior morality on everyone else. So I guess that's kind of more what I see. But yeah, it is it is interesting to see kind of the shift the shift happening in society right now. It's it's scary, but it's also kind of interesting. Well, I guess you're you're experiencing it firsthand. Like you're you're going out there in the streets and like. In, not indulging but engaging with the conversation of what's going on right uh yeah. i live in a small town i don't see much of it i don't hear much of it other than on the news so in my mind sometimes i just kind of think that you know if you were to turn off the news would all this information actually still be apparent or present or is it just kind of like mm-hmm. you know I mean, yeah i i'm fairly active on twitter and and um you know i i sometimes I probably listen a little bit too much to this stuff <laughs> with podcasts and everything but but it's also relevant you know like some people will claim that it's just that that we're freaking out over nothing but the reality is I've seen it in my in, in the real world like in my career in my mm-hmm. interactions with people and the fact that you know my childhood friendships have basically vanished because of this ideology um i mean not all of them but a lot of them um so it's like a real thing happening and um (laughs) 
Yeah, I think people just have to kind of start thinking for themselves a little more because it seems like people um, crave approval from sticking to a certain mm-hmm. way of thinking more than they care about the reality of of the situation and what the truth is. That, that makes total sense. Just like, you know, it's just more high school bullshit. Just trying to fit in, be popular. <laughs> That's basically what it is, I think. Like, it's a lot of that for sure. And just wanting to sort of secure their own their own job their own income their own like you know not stick their head out too much to to get in trouble they're fine just watching other people get in trouble and just not saying anything Um, you know working in the bar scene a lot i i see it a lot like it's something i had noticed like probably five or six years ago it's like drunk people like you know they they say the truth comes out when you get drunk but to a certain extent but when you see people the way people act once they're drunk like they get so childish and really it's just a reflection of their true character you know but like pe- people are just so childish you know they throw fits like no i'm not leaving i don't want like we're talking <laughs> plus year olds and 40 year olds like or even like look at the 15 60 year olds like just complaining about like with each other they're obviously less like emotions into it but just like you know you're just being a rude person because i don't you know you don't appreciate things oh shut up ellen you know it's just like <laughs> it's, it's it's always kind of like people are always being childish. So like to a certain extent, you know, like mm-hmm. even if you're an adult due to a number, like it doesn't mean you've grown up at all. And I think that's what we're, that's what we're, we're standing. It's just the same old high school yeah. bullshit. I mean, it's the younger millennials, I think, and the Gen Zers that are the, the biggest kind of problem right now, but um, they. Like the ones in university I, type thing or. Yeah, like the ones who kind of started getting into university around 2013. So I kind of made the cut. I was there a couple of years <laughs> before, but it, the ones that got there around 2013, even 2012, they came to to university with a whole different mindset. Like it's not only that the universities had changed, but I think um, Jonathan Haidt talks about this a lot. He's a, a psychologist. He studies like morality but he's also studied um, uh, the like the ways that people parent their children, pretty much, and the attitudes that that they have and everything. And he's like said behavior, that, behavioral development, almost like. Well, just kind of what they're, you know, what like for example, if I, I don't know exactly there, but like I know my parents when they grew up they they didn't have a bunch of rules like they they kind of you know they were allowed to go on the streets late at night if they wanted to like it it wasn't like this this um kind of over coddling that we see today where people are like yeah. constantly protecting their children and not allowing them unsupervised play and things like that and, it's and dangerous out there <laughs> yeah and Jonathan Haidt talks about how um this has kind of created these children who who constantly need to be like protected and they're they they value safety over everything else um yeah and and we're seeing the repercussions of it i think i can vouch for that i I can remember a moment growing up or a time not a moment uh there there was a time where i would i always tried to live as practical as i could you know especially Mm. when i was in college you know I, i think like, oh, you can't do that. Can't do that. No, no, we can't do that. Well, that's not safe. Well, you know, if you do that, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> you know, uh, my mind frame was very practical uh, in its approach to uh, assessment of any situation. 
you know, and then naturally once I hitchhiked and came out here and I, you know, liberated myself from, from whatever chains I had built, um, started seeing things a bit differently and thinking more freely and more critically, which I, I was always capable of, but I always, again, went with the grain and tried, didn't want to disappoint, just wanted to fit in because especially growing up, they tell you, if you know, if you're too different, they tell you, no, you shouldn't be, they're always telling you, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. meanwhile, you're being yourself, but yeah, you know, there's so. tremendous like social pressure in a bunch of ways. And I think like conforming to some extent can be helpful. I mean, sometimes what the crowd is doing is what is what's best, but it's also, there also comes a time where you have to kind of evaluate for yourself. And I think you've always been very much like that from a young age like you didn't really like peer pressure wasn't really a thing for you i think no <laughs> like I, can I, was, I, was usually you, the first, I was usually the first one to jump in <laughs> well you're stubborn too like you wouldn't be convinced like i didn't convince you to change your ways and and i'm a little bit the same honestly too like i i'm fairly stubborn in my ways like I'm always very curious about what makes people um, like you and I, for example, um, and a lot of other people who are outspoken about these these issues, like what makes them fundamentally different? Like what are the personality traits that that we might have that other that other people might not? Or what are the life events that have shaped us to be able to kind of stick our heads out despite maybe people not liking it (laughs) do you have any theories (laughs) well like that's exactly i think life experience goes a long way like look look at anybody who travels the world um they become cultured which in in exchange just you know provides them with a different kind of knowledge uh, or wisdom on on way of living you know you can you can call it anthropology if you wanted to but when you study different cultures that's what that's what anthropology is it's like the studying the ways of living of different cultures right Mm -hmm. uh so with life experience such and you know if you do things in comfort all the time you're never really exposing yourself to to new elements so naturally like if people who out of high school or whatever they they just continue the same route of affirmation and and uh and validation through their circle of friends and then you know dismiss friends that don't and move on and move on you know they're just playing the rat race they're just like in the game that's all they know uh they then they they probably, I won't take it away from them. They probably do think critically on their own terms and they probably have conversations like this, like you, like you and I have, Mm -hmm. but they just, they go with the grain, you know, like they don't, they don't want to be different because they they don't want to lose their, their status or their, their position. They've worked hard for that. It's so true though, that they, they do agree behind the scenes with a lot of this stuff. Like most of them are, have way more common sense than we might give them credit yeah (laughs) Yeah. because they they don't say it publicly right but but that's just another testament to their character you know um yeah even though they know how to think properly they're 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 shadowed by naive or just or fear you know they're just scared of being like called out for being different and they don't they don't like that so like my, my theory is just like you know ever I won't take it away from everybody because I've met some dumb people and had smart conversations with them, you know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or like you meet someone who's like, you know, someone to me, if I meet someone who's in cosmetics and talks about nails and, and like in products and stuff, I'm just like, you who yada, yada, like you're, you're talking gibberish to me. And it seems like mm-hmm. nonsense gives a shit about cosmetic products, but in their realm, they're incredibly knowledgeable on everything they know about this. 
So, you know, I'm the dummy in, in their realm of cosmetics and I'm looking at a dummy. It's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the village idiot is only an idiot because everyone believes he's an idiot. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone thinks right now, everyone thinks they're so right. And it's, there's so little room for nuance too, right? It's like the second that someone's might have a different opinion we automatically go to assuming that like they're the biggest idiot they're they're a threat they're all of these things and we've lost our kind of ability to connect and and um they've shown through research again that um giving somebody the facts is very it, it it's not effective in having them change their mind and neither is a you know a big confrontational debate or anything like that like it's what you need in order to actually maybe get somewhere and open somebody's mind to a different perspective is actually connecting with them on a different level like connect uh finding common humanity with them and that's definitely not what we're doing you know so it's it's going to be hard to to sort of fix the whole polarized uh situation that we're in without people kind of allowing themselves to see their opponents their ideological opponents as you know just fellow human beings that have a different way of seeing things well i think that comes with the comfort of western culture you know it's like we we have our comforts we have our netflix we have our televisions like these lockdown these lockdowns happened so then we had just a bunch of spare time mm -hmm. you know and naturally, you know, like what is what sells? You know, good news doesn't sell. It doesn't travel too far. Bad news, that's what gets reactions. People click on the cringy stuff. You know, they're like, oh, how could oh, oh. and they like they look for reasons to get mad. You know, like it's, it's like when you see a ha a happy story, you're just like, oh, well, that's nice, and you just like you just swipe by it because you're like, it's it's just nice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so somewhere like you know during the lockdowns, people had a lot of free time, and then all this information that was already there available people got their hands on and then it got oversaturated and kind of like maybe put not put in the wrong hands that's the wrong term but like you know just uh it just got blown out of proportion and people jump on board like mm -hmm. these trends like the bandwagon of trends you know it's like that's the thing if 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 no one's behind it no one jumps on it but if like mm -hmm. if a tsunami like amount of people just like jump on board whether it's good or bad doesn't matter everybody wants to know like wants to be a part of it you know yeah I mean, and the whole George Floyd thing sort of blew everything out of proportion. And obviously, like, like even I jumped on board for that, honestly. I wasn't really quite awake yet at that point. But I just thought, oh, my gosh, like, is there a, a problem in in America? Like, are, are, is, are cops actually targeting Black people? Like, I, I didn't really know, but that's what everyone was saying. And it kind of felt like, well, that's the right thing to believe. But now, um, I mean... I don't know exactly the stats, but I do know that we should be wondering about stats. You know, we should be looking at uh, what's the data for cops killing white men or white women. Yeah. Uh, and what's the data for like, are, were they armed? Were they not armed? What, what triggered the event? Like what, what is the actual situation? But it seems like people just, they love to cheer on the victim and even if the victim's not a real victim they will they will just continue to repeat that they're a victim until you know people buy it and school yeah. boards across canada and across 
the states have have bought this ideology completely and they now just adhere to it like it's uh gospel you know um yeah and there's no room for debate and you're just canceled right away if you say the wrong thing uh and it's it doesn't make any sense because like, no like, yeah, I understand, I understand why they, that this might be implemented. It's because, well, it's been years. You know, they have justification for their actions, but they're still not right. You know, a wrong for a right is still not a right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, if there is a problem in society where there's some kind of dis- racial discrimination happening or even racial bias, like, say, if Black people aren't getting hired as much because of they because of their name or whatever, which was another which was a study done in early two thousands. I think they took like four thousand resumes and and um, they had two thousand of them. I believe were like a black name, like a typical black name, and two thousand of them were like a typical white name, I guess. And then they sent them out, and they 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 saw that the black name. Um, resumes got called less often and it was by a fairly large like margin but um yeah but, that, but like, these are just names like you can have a black guy yeah. named mike smith like <laughs> yeah no no for sure but like it's still you know like it's still kind of influences so that that might be a point where you know maybe we should do something about that and maybe we should reevaluate has our society progressed from that today like is it still the case what what's happening today but the, the the fact is we need to wonder what what is the best way to deal with that? Is it to hire people just based on the fact that they're black? Is it to like, you know, because that's kind of what basic we're doing. credentials. It's without discrimination. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes a huge case for colorblindness, but colorblindness now, I don't know if you've heard about this, but colorblindness is apparently a form of racism now so what why because of the genetic deficiency like come on like no because if you don't um so they they justify it by saying that if you're colorblind like if you don't attribute importance to someone's skin color uh you're doing so because <laughs> you're benefiting from the status quo and yeah, you don't it. want to like like you know like you're you're fragile and you don't want to discuss it and blah blah, oh, fuck blah. Off. like it's like fragile like like, yeah. <laughs> like fragile like what like <laughs> if we keep nurturing the fragile people we're gonna end up with weak men like what like and i mean that in the most general yeah. way i don't like yeah. <laughs> like we're just weak people i don't know <laughs> honestly i feel bad for men these days honestly they've been demonized for years and years and years nobody like it's like it must be really tough being a guy these days honestly your your opinion is never really heard because you're a guy especially yeah. if you're white like you're just kicked out of conversations and you're supposed to be fine with it it's like that's, that's why i don't usually indulge with i don't you know i'll have conversations with people but i speak from a place of like uh of intel like i try i try and just like exchange information versus debating topics you know because like if it comes down to an opinion, like you said, I, I don't really have one. <laughs> yeah, no matter what you say, you're just going to be like bigoted or, or yeah. you know, so what I, stuff. I won't give them my opinion. I'll just give them the facts that I know to be true. And that, that's all I can work with. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah. But that's really sad. It's like, man, like, who are the ones who primarily, uh, you know, 
build our society like look at like i'm just at the most fundamental level like who who yeah. are the ones out there building bridges building buildings like building well, yeah the, the, yeah and doing all these jobs that like we need done and if it weren't for men we it like where would society be you know like but people just shit on well, I think we would just someone. I think if, if it weren't for men, someone else would do it. That, that's kind of how I look at it. Like it had to get done. You think yeah. like women are gonna go to war? I mean, if they have to for survival fucking rights, if there was no men, women would <laughs> just, like 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 I'm I'm sure of it. Like you know, you hear the stories of the Amazonian women that ruled at the Amazon for like you know it's because like well we don't need men, but like <laughs> until they just you know they died off because they couldn't reproduce, but. <laughs> 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 yeah that's another point <laughs> but uh like <laughs> but you know like i think when it comes to survival uh in the most primal way or even like you know the natural way like you people will do like i hear stories of like you know mothers they flip their vehicles like in, in a winter storm and they're like i gotta get out of here and they somehow like with their hands flip the vehicle back on its wheels yeah you know, like superhuman strength and that, that just like survival instincts, like uh, adrenaline. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but when it comes to survival, human beings are capable of amazing things. So with or without men, these things, these accomplishments would have gotten done. You know, I think, you know, if you look at the history books and stuff, it's like, Oh men, it's always men were philosophers and stuff. It's like, well, they're the only ones that were listened to. There was probably a woman behind them whispering in his ear, a bunch of secrets and thoughts, you know, like, so we can't, we can't eliminate that idea and just say like, <laughs> yeah no I, I i hear what you're saying like i mean i i'm not saying that women can't do these things or whatever but i think that men generally are the ones who we're the ones taking prefer, care of that, that kind of business prefer right doing those jobs over other ones and they're very vital roles in society and i think you know it would be good if we recognize that the history uh especially you know in western countries has been uh, a lot of cooperation between women and men it hasn't been just we're, we don't live in a patriarchy and if if people want to say we do i mean i would suggest going well to, like if uh, women were so unimportant then like why these men marry them you know like and you use these oh it was for sex like like who gives a shit but like <laughs> like 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 that's just it it's like oh well, if these women were so unimportant to men and men were like so superior to everything then why did why are the women still around you know, it's like, yeah. it's a yin and a yang. We, we go hand in hand. Like we, like, we can't survive without each other. So like, naturally, yeah. we're just going to... With no, or without... Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Natural, like, I mean, we're a sexually reproducing uh, species and uh, without co it's, collaboration, it's it, we wouldn't be here. So yeah, it's, it's sad how people want to view history as like this, this terrible, oppressive thing where it's like if you want to actually live in oppression why don't you go to you know the middle east and just spend a little <laughs> bit of time there and just tell me what you think when you get back because we definitely do not live in an oppressive society and we have well we oppress ourselves like <laughs> i mean like people, yeah people people look, people look for an oppressor to be to be a victim yeah Again, maybe you get more validation points if you're a victim. That whole nurturing thing. Maybe it's like daddy issues or, or mother issues or something. It's just like, I was never nurtured as a kid. So as an adult, I'm just going to like like beg and fucking demand, demand it of people now. You know? yeah. 
<laughs> no, for real though, it's it's seriously alarming. But I think actually though, like I've I've been somewhat hopeful today and in the last few days. It kind of goes up and down. Because uh, <laughs> some days I feel like, oh my god, we are so screwed. What is the point of even? fighting and then other days i'm like you know what we're not that bad people have uh they're gonna use their common sense we're gonna get out of this and whatever but i think the whole victimhood thing it is still in 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 fashion right now but i think it has kind of lessened a little bit i don't know that's the way i see it like you can only play the victim card for so long if if you're not a victim yeah exactly (laughs) i think people are kind of getting tired of it and i think maybe hopefully it'll come back in fashion to just be like responsible and and you know like take care of yourself and and not just walk tall yeah (laughs) hopefully i i think that's the the natural like pendulum effect you know because even you look at like uh like the boomers you know they're they're kind of like they had their fun and then they quieted down and now they're super like straight edge and you know whatever and then, and then you had like the '80s like punk scene. They were hardcore, but they all settled down and became lawyers at Wall Street. You know. <laughs> and then you have the gr- the grunge scene. Like the grunge scene is like they still kind of look grunge and play grunge, but they're just like growing up teenagers that just never grew out of it. Because like, you know, the boomers in the '80s punk scene took over, was already like on top. They're, like, and to this day, we're still waiting for those people to step down so we can like, you know. Mm-hmm have a chance to make some money, but these people are still kicking around and, you know, so it's like, <laughs> so what happens is that the, the, the culture, instead of the developing and like, instead of the counterculture happening, the culture just sticks around and dies off by like through oversaturation, overuse. <coughs> and then not sure I'm following. So, so what I'm getting at is like, so with each generation, you have a different type of like uh, impact. So the hippies, you know, they were free loving spirited, you know, far from, military style thinking and then you fast forward then you have the punk scene and they're just like well we're not mm-hmm. gonna be hippies full of love we're gonna be full of angst and anger and like you know so mm-hmm. they went from one stream to another and then after after the the punk scene of anger it became grunge sadness you know like just like well, emo goth you know so then it, it took another extreme and then and you fast that, forward- are you talking about when we were in high school there because that that seemed to be the yeah, we were on the 80s, right? yeah, I guess the uh, late 80s, early 90s was still kind of goth punk scene. But then 90s, you know, it started going towards the, like the scene, scene kids and like mm-hmm. candy kids and like all that color, the rainbows and all that stuff. Like, uh, you know, instead of being goth, you were goth with color. Yeah. So it went from one extreme to another. And then now, I guess our generation, you know, we, we were built tough and grew up, grew up soft, I guess. <laughs> uh, for some of us, but then this generation after us is super soft and sensitive, right? The millennials that are us, whatever, we're kind of like soft, considerate, and all that. The generation after becomes hypersensitive. So and my we guess, were, we were raised on you know liberal values where it was like treat mm-hmm. everyone the same, don't be a jerk. Like I, I think we had a lot of that messaging, which I fully, fully support and agree with, and I think anyone with a brain would. But now it's gone completely the other way where it's like, in order to be not racist, you have to pretty much be racist. And in and the kids today, like in high school, I feel so bad for them because it seems like, like, you know, you're describing all these phases, the punk, the emo, whatever. Today, mm. it seems like the phase is really 
the the whole gender identity thing where it, if you want to stand out and be rebellious and, and all of that, you sort of have to uh, adopt gender identity that's different than the one you were born with. And then that comes at some really high costs, uh, like, you know, for, for their health and everything, because they end up, well, not all of them, but a lot of them do end up medicalizing and causing themselves uh, real harm. It, 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 and like the, that's one extreme that the, the the generation is taking to express themselves yeah. as a reaction to the past generation. You know, and I think at some point with all this hypersensitivity and 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 wanting to be uh, accepted or hyper acceptance of everything and to, like hyper tolerance, which I think is bullshit. We should we should learn to not be tolerant to certain things and have some discipline to to draw the line. That's how that's how we've kept uh, the arrow going straight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I see the next generation being hyper-violent, hyper-active. Uh, instead of just using words, they're going to use actions. With well, the way things are going, that almost can't help but happen because, like, you know, yeah. things are getting to a boiling point and no one's doing anything. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like the adults are cheering them on, too. Like, it just, you know, people people are scared to say that people shouldn't be going and burning down cities and looting stores and everything. It seems <laughs> like it's like, well, Oh yeah, but it was led by a BLM protest group. So we can't say anything bad about it because then, you know, people might think that we're racist and it's like, you know what, like, at the, like if you're ripping apart a city, regardless of what you're fighting for, like, I think, you know, maybe draw the line. They're just riding because they want to. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, I think the issue is also it's parents. Like they don't they don't have enough discipline to tell like tell their kids yes or no. And yeah. you know, parents want to be hip, they want to be cool, they want to be on TikTok. So they just listen to what their kids say and they agree. They don't, you know, they don't have any backbone to like say, well, no, this is how it is. Uh, oh my god, that is so true. I was just at a, a family friend's house the other day and I was sitting in her living room. And her two kids are upstairs and she says to me, she made some comment and then, and then she kind of backtracked and said, actually, no, no, hang on. My daughter said I shouldn't say stuff like that. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, you know, like obviously being very interested in this kind of stuff where you're like self-censoring, yeah. like wh- what do you mean? And she's like, oh, well, she said that that can be perceived as blah, 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 blah. And I like, I shouldn't. Uh, say that because it makes me a racist and I was like whoa 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 hang on like no it does not make you a racist stand up for yourself and tell your kids that they might be wrong like but people don't do that anymore we see it even like our prime minister does the same thing it seems it's like he gets told by the mob like oh you, like uh you can't say this you have to do this you can't do this you, like you, we we want this we want that and it's like he doesn't ever stop to think you know what no i'm doing it right and i let me tell you why i'm doing it right let me tell you why like we need we should be standing up for liberal values it, instead it's just like these cowards who just they well, want getting, to that's how he's getting the votes yeah they want to be popular above uh, like it's like who's gonna stand up for the 
values that make Canada Canada, that, that make Canada sustainable and that allows our nation to be a nation like 30 years from now. Like, who's going to do that? Because we really do need a, a leader who's going who's gonna to talk some sense into the That's population. it! I'm doing it! Fuck it! Let's go! Go <laughs> oh man. Right. Yeah, it's madness. <laughs> yeah, I know. How long mm. have we known each other now, by the way? I met you you I think you were sixteen when I met you. No, younger. No. Maybe fourteen or fifteen. I was and in- you're I was in 11th grade, I think, maybe 10th grade. So it's been like about 15 years, I guess. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> Six, I think 16 years would make sense because I'm 30 yeah. now. So I would have, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, damn. Time flies. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Buddy. man. Those, uh, like, I, I see things, good things. Like, I'm in a small town. I don't see, I don't experience much. I'd love to be in the city and, like, go go to a rally with you and just, like, just be present. I'm good, I'm good with crowds. <laughs> yeah. I'm also Honestly, good at ha- crowd control, so that, that'd be fun. If things get out of hand, I'd be like, hey, settle down now. <laughs> yeah, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> That's funny. You don't I- know. You should have seen the mob that I dealt with in, uh, when was it? I think it was maybe beginning of October, late September or something. Yeah. I went with this guy called Chris Elston. I think I told you about him probably. He's called Billboard Chris. Anyway, he's been traveling the country and talking about how, uh, well, basically just talking about gender ideology and how Mm -hmm. uh, hormone blockers and transition hormones and everything are harming kids and he's saying his mess his main message is that kids can't consent to these things he has no problem if an adult wants to transition or wants to live as the other sex that's whatever but for an adolescent to be making those decisions he thinks should not be you know possibility just like they shouldn't be driving a car at 12 you know like it just like yeah. they shouldn't be doing a bunch of other stuff that could bring them harm before they're ready to kind of think about stuff probably so anyway he's doing that and he stood at a corner by a school not on school property just by it's the cool, school yeah. with a sign and the sign said uh children cannot consent to puberty blockers so i've been following for some time him for some time and he's from bc actually he's from forget the little town but i think he's a bit north of vancouver but oh yeah close to there but it's a smaller town i think okay but he yeah so he was coming to ottawa so i figured I'd, i'd go meet him and so i stood at the corner with him and about 30 minutes after standing with him this guy pulls up in a car I guess like someone was dropping him (laughs) off and he pulls out and he comes right up to Chris's face and he's like yelling at him and just and Chris is like (laughs) yeah you listen to me blah 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 like it's all up online if if ever I I watched it okay yeah yeah so then so then the guy 
like actually pushes or punches Chris in the chest sort of he pushes him back like twice I think anyway yeah. he ended up gets he, he ended up getting arrested and um, that sparked a whole outrage whatever so the school sent out a tweet saying that there was someone who was an anti-trans protester standing at the street corner <laughs> and basically they were saying like we need to get the community together and like fight this and like blah 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 this has no like we we do not support this blah 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 so obviously people then felt empowered they felt like oh okay like the school is is saying he's anti-trans he must be anti-trans right like they 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 didn't even probably look into what his message was and the next day when we went again i believe it was the next day anyway um they had organized a counter protest and there ended up being about I would say, I mean, it was hard to tell because they were really like mobbing us. Like I've never yeah. experienced anything quite like that, but there was probably a hundred and some people, maybe 150, I don't know, uh, <laughs> mostly young, younger, like university students. Maybe some of them were in high school. I'm not sure. But, probably. And there yeah. were even a, bit, a few city councillors there and parents and things. And they're all literally mobbing us. None of them wanted to talk to us. They were just chanting that we, we, yeah, that we need to leave. They vandalized his car. They vandalized his signs. They poured a drink on me. They, they were yelling at us like, how are you going to feel if uh, like a trans kid commit, commit suicide now because of your hate? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, they don't even know why we're there like why are people so angry it's like we've lost our ability to like look into things actually one of the counselors that was there sorry i'm rambling on but that's uh, all good. one of the counselors that was there who's actually running for the to be the mayor of ottawa her name is Catherine mckenney actually she wants i think she uses the pronoun the pronoun they so i'll do my best here but okay and they uh were interviewed on on, I think it was like CTV or whatever and the anchor asked her uh, so or so, sorry asked them um, <laughs> I'm not used to this stuff um, <laughs> asked them to <laughs> to explain what <laughs> what they knew about this Chris guy like because they had they had participated in organizing um the protest right so you would think that somebody involved to that level uh, would would know why they're involved right so he said yeah. what do you know about chris and their answer was um you know i haven't really looked into who he is i i haven't really bothered to look into his twitter or or look at his website or anything but um at this point he's just anti-trans and we need to bring the community together and blah 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 so she it was it is such an embarrassing clip <laughs> seriously She's rambling on for 45 seconds. She has no answer. She didn't even look into who he was. And here she is applauding all these young adults and, and encouraging them to, to, you know, d just yeah. devalue dialogue 
not even <laughs> like no oh research nothing yeah like just go full attack mode on this guy for no reason it's like wow i, I remember doing that when i was like eight six like, what do you mean well just like you know in school like Hey, he's a poopoo head. Yeah, let's get him. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's like at, if you're an adult, you should not you like you shouldn't base your opinion of someone on the collective. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, obviously it happens to the best of us if someone tells us something about someone, we might want to believe them, but I would like to think that we also keep an open mind and then that if we find evidence to the contrary we'll reevaluate our opinion you know well that that's that's just part of the rat race though like that, again like i think this is part of the conditioning and the like or in the indoctrination that we get in school you know mm-hmm. walk on the line listen who's popular you know teachers pet yada yada like all these con- we've been conditioned to think this way and work this way um mm-hmm. since from the get-go so like when you have like think about those times where a fight broke out in high school or something like we're just envision one if you can <laughs> um, yeah. but usually what happened is like everyone's huddling no one knows what the fuck's going on nobody really mm-hmm. you know but you walk in you're like yo what's going on i don't know man but that guy called his mom a cunt and then you're like what happened oh i don't know he stole his shoe and it's like everyone just throws his shit but like no one knows what's going on but like yeah. you just you just kind of get information and then once you get the information you want to believe in you just like yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think the question that we often ask or ask ourselves is, can I, can I believe this? Like, do I have enough reason to believe this? So that, so, like, rather than saying, is this what I should believe? As in, as in, like, you're evaluating both sides and then you're deciding what what is the best belief to have. You sort of as long as you have one good reason for why you're believing a certain thing, that saves your ass. Yeah. Because then if someone's like, Oh, like, you know, if they question it, you're like, you have that one reason that you can give them and then you can rationalize your way out of it. And that's the problem. Like intelligent people are very good at rationalizing. So a lot of these people who are like completely woke and cannot use their own head, like they do mental gymnastics every day trying to (laughs) trying to you know because they have these things that they have to believe according to the ideology and and then they just when people counter it with a bunch of points that are valid and logical they just they they do their mental gymnastics they rationalize all day to explain why they have these beliefs that are completely (laughs) counter to to like (laughs) living in a free and democratic society like I have, I, have one, I have one of those for flat earth for example like like i don't like so let's put it this way like i don't believe the earth is flat can i confirm that the earth is not flat no i cannot confirm that neither all the information that that i'm given tells me that it's a sphere it's in space it's moving you know that's what we're being told you know until until i actually go to outer space myself and see planet Earth for the sphere that it is, I cannot personally confirm nor deny that the Earth is spherical or flat. And like that is my own rational like kind of stance on like that theory type thing. Okay, but if someone said, Paul, is the Earth flat, what would your answer be? I don't know. 
They do. Like not not to, not mean, to your knowledge. Like the, the way I see it, it is round. It makes sense. You know, good physics. Yeah. Everything everything points and confirms this. You know. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I haven't been to outer space to see Earth as a sphere for itself. So like you know. Yeah, yeah, that, I know what you mean. Like, if there was evidence to the contrary, you'd be open to evaluating yeah, that evidence, exactly. which is important. That's me rationalizing a an idea, an idea to not ex- to, and that's me being like being, I guess, naive. I don't like excluding possibilities. Yeah. I like to keep. I like to keep them on like in, in sights, unless it's complete. Like, if it's absurd, like like com- like there's certain things like oh, like you can, like if someone shoots you, you won't bleed. Yeah, like no. Does the, just that fact alone that's not true if you shoot me i will bleed especially if you hit me with the bullet <laughs> you know <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know like uh there, there's no denying that do i have a bulletproof vest on well then maybe i won't bleed see there's variables here but a, a straight statement is, is is nothing you know it's like <laughs> yeah no it's it's definitely important to just remember that like whatever that you think right now could change based on new evidence and to allow yourself the possibility of evolving your ideas, you know, like, I, if you asked me five years ago what my thoughts were on some of this stuff, I, I would be completely wrong, you know, but yeah, you evaluated <laughs> based on new information. And I think, I think actually one of the core problems today is that people make their beliefs actually like their identity, like they, yeah. their beliefs become who they are so if their beliefs are questioned they feel so personally offended and attacked that they then just cut out the people from their life and and you know they they can't have dialogue with them they don't like conflict so they they find comfort where they wherever they need it yeah i you know it's funny I, i just made a post about uh about this on last night i'm like uh i'll just read it out for you why not (laughs) so i'm like picture this it's the year 2063 the vaccination and virus concerns are overlooked due to intergalactic war and the idea of a biological threat becomes nothing more than a fart in the wind a threat (laughs) a threat is only a threat if the collective focus threatened fears it if fear isn't accepted slash perceived, then it fails to exist due to its lack of belief. So, right? So anything you believe in, like, you know, that old saying, like, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. You know, if you believe something, you can, you know. Mm. You, you... Yeah. So I, to go furthermore, I said, people are scared to dance in public, yet feel free when they do it in secret. People fear being bad at singing, but sing without doubt in the shower. People feel reluctant to go against the grain, in fear that things will never be the same. The true threat right now is our pride and integrity. When our integrity is questioned, our pride is threatened. When new regulations and mandates get put in place, our pride gets threatened and our integrity gets questioned. This is where the turbulence kicks in. Floating in an abyss of unknown searching for guidance, validation, or affirmation, we seek to outer influences to confirm our questioned reality. Naturally, the majority of opinions or a projected reality becomes the foundation for, for our truth uh, out of fear of being wrong. There is but one truth, the undeniable truth that the soul, body, and mind always answer to, which is always in sync but often shadowed by outside influences in this wild roller coaster of a world that we live in. 
we all know what's wrong and collectively know what doesn't feel right. <laughs> Did you write that? That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I didn't see that, but I'll have to read it again after. But that sounds like a really good uh, summary of kind of what's going on. I, and yeah, it's I so true. Night. You talk about yeah. how <laughs> we look to our surroundings to confirm the beliefs that we already have, or at least a lot of us do. I I don't know. I, I guess I'm probably in that category too, but I mm. would like to think that I make a, uh, an effort every day to not be that way you know like i would be more than happy to be convinced that i'm freaking out about nothing i would love for that (laughs) but i really don't think that's the case (laughs) you know that's just it and to finish this this uh this note i said our common threat our common threat today will take a different form tomorrow until we shine light on the big black shadow the term "big black shadow" is just like it's it's what it's what haunts us inside the big black the the, the shadow you know the the simple fear ideas. The that more sounds feed... like racism, Paul. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> take it as you take it as you will. Face your face your fears and they disappear. This pandemic ends when you choose it ends. And that was kind of how I made my statement. Because like I, I wrote that in light of the new mandates they just put in place in BC. Yeah. And stuff, but it's all relevant to what's Are going they... on. That's are they I'm trying realizing. to regulate like what you can do for Christmas and stuff? Uh, yeah, so bars are closed, clubs are closed, um, gyms are closed. No more recreational sports. Oh wow! Uh, no more than ten people per household, or thirteen if they're all double vaxxed. Uh, wow. No new, no New Year's events allowed. And these rules, uh, yeah. So a restaurant like a bar, it can stay open as long as they serve a full menu. So restaurants only. Wow. You know what? This is just an attack on on small businesses and on people who are just trying to freaking it's live an attack their life. On, and... It's an attack on like the vagabonds of society. That's the thing. Like people who like work in service industries and bars, like they're considered like the scum of the earth. Like you know, it's slave right work. Oh yeah, it's like it's like it, it's so unscientific like are they are they closing the walmart that has like nope. way more people in it than nope. you know your average bar no they're keeping the walmart open so like where's the logic i don't i don't get it I, what, what i don't get is like how they're encouraging people to stay drunk at home like that's just so unhealthy like, <laughs> like well i mean i don't think they're encouraging that but but by closing bars down they're forcing people to like like think about the alcoholics that like they just every day they go to the bar they have their you know they get there at four and they leave at six that's their routine you know and that's how they've kept their marriage like at at bay and at peace they can go to the bar and see their boys every day you know like it's like (laughs) and we don't talk about these little tiny variables that exist but i see it i see it in all all the communities now ever since i've like come out, out to bc and like spent time in the streets and just like sleeping in, on benches and, and just watching the bar scenes and stuff it's like man like some people's lives like revolve around this kind of like scene mm. type thing you take it away and their problems start showing because they don't have a place to release it it's no different than someone who needs to work out and go to the gym i f- equally mm. feel bad for them like they can't work out at home you know like they don't have the equipment or like because they don't like it when their wife watches them or the kids are always like jumping on their back or you know like it could be anything like there's a reason these these places exist it's it's like it's a resource it's not just it's not just like a consume consumer thing 
it's a resource and, for uh, for more things like <laughs> yeah and when you think about the the business owner too who's probably already going through a really hard time after the last two years of this bullshit and yeah, like, now, like more and more <laughs> restrictions how are they supposed to even survive through this it's like okay well maybe the government can give them money okay well sure but we've already got what's the percentage of inflation right now it's like no, 536 percent who knows <laughs> yeah it's insane it's, and pe- and i think liberals especially just have no and i don't want to do this whole distinction between liberal and conservative yeah. i don't necessarily think that's the well i don't know let's just let's just say generally i think yeah liberals are more prone to um to viewing tech viewing government as the solution to everything and they don't necessarily consider um the uh, the the dangers or maybe not dangers but the uh potential the hazards impacts, the impacts that that it will have on on future generations and even on us right now especially lower income people when the government just prints out money and prints out money and it's like our economy is suffering that's my they they keep printing money then fuck you clear all the debts yeah like if you just keep printing money like then the debt should not exist like fuck it like you're you're creating more debts with money that doesn't exist it's like so the debt is you know i'm plus plus i'm wise i'm negative that i'm next oh man we're just running, like, running ourselves that, that's my that's my beef of it it's like oh well do you have to pay the bank's money like, like i don't like this makes no fucking sense people just like if you need me to print some money i'll go find a machine and print some damn money for you like you just want a piece of paper here you go like everybody <laughs> like, the government's printing money like all the time so like why do debts exist if, if you can just print money and like make it out of nothing to come numbers like fucking well it's it's because people haven't studied economics and they just see it as this great relief for the like it's a temporary relief and they think that it doesn't affect the (laughs) long-term their long-term prosperity or like what is economics it's just some man-made fucking con like concept like it's like it's just like a it's a it's a currency it's just an exchange of like instead of having respect for others and providing for each other out of respect we know it's out of currency <laughs> well yeah but it's a currency that is kind of vital for <laughs> well, i know i'm like i'm not saying we should stop i'm not saying we should stop using money i'm just saying it's just it's stupid They're like oh more debts more debts it's like well then like why do people why do debts exist if you just keep printing money like <laughs> well yeah i mean it's it's gonna it's not going to be good, you know, in the years to come, unless someone can go in there and correct this massive spending. Um, but I got a great idea. What? You just abort all operations. Just, just shut everything down. Just for like <laughs> everything. Just shut it down. See what happens. So the, like yeah. it, it's like when you unplug the router for five seconds, you just do like a big reset. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Or you wipe every single debt in the world and say, you know what? We're just going to start from scratch with everything we have. Everyone starts at zero right now. <laughs> Your assets don't mean shit. Nothing. Yeah, but that's not how it works. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I can I mean, dream. 
What are your plans for the holidays? Uh, you know, uh, you few get togethers. <laughs> your parents? Yeah. I mean, I should, but I don't know how they feel about the whole um, COVID situation. Oh, is that all they care about? Yeah. 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 I mean, that would be fun. Um, I'm going to go to my sister's place a couple times and grandparents Mm. and go to Barry for a little bit, see Corey. And uh, yeah, that's about it. What about you? I'll be working Christmas Day. Really? And, oh yeah, let's do oh, it. Oh, the restaurant, the restaurant's open on double time and a half. It's a great time for work. <laughs> wow. I love working holidays. But I don't have family out here. That's My roommate true, yeah. just left till January first, so I got the house to myself. Uh, it's great. I've been just chopping wood, maintaining the house. I got like I just clean up, got rid of my mattress, so I can set up my studio in my room now. Okay. Waiting to do so, it's like I, f- I always feel weird like working in the house when the roommate's here. So now that he's gone, I can actually like <laughs> just freely do things without too much like just that weird feeling. Oh, I don't want to make too much noise, or like, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. I'm living with my stepbrother right now, and he's 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 really chill, so I don't necessarily feel that, but it's Phil or Michelle, right? What's is his name, Michelle or Phil or? No, his name is Nicholas. Nicolas. <laughs> why, why, why Michel or Phil? I don't know. Because I, 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 I met him before, right? <laughs> um, I don't think you have. Because, um, yeah, he hasn't been really in the picture for all that long. Long, Like, my dad just got married, you know. A uh, month. month uh, yeah, about a month ago. So, it's all fairly new, but. Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. No, he's an awesome guy, though. You'd get along with him so well. If, if I would have came back to Ontario earlier, you know, I could I could have could have could have been one one of those people living in that house, but you know. Yeah. I'm still here. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's an extra room here if ever. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. They, they won't let me fly, so I'll just Oh. This is the worst time to drive. I could I could probably try and fly. I don't see why not. I gots to go. I gots to get there. This is the right now. What's wrong? My mama's sick. I gotta go. Let me in. Yeah, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> and now soon they're probably gonna be changing the definition of fully vaccinated to th- to three shots, eh? Like I'm, yeah, like, I'm unvaccinated, like un- uncommon or like irrelevant. I love it. But I don't know. I've been hearing stuff. Like I had one friend who who's a nurse in Kelowna, and she she was calling me, and she said like she asked about the vaccination situation. She's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you you know you're doing about this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "All right, man. Like, like have like pretty much like kind of wishing me luck because maybe maybe she knows something, maybe she doesn't, but she seemed pretty concerned. She was like, yeah. she's like, as long as you're." confident and okay with your stance you know that's that's all she was really concerned about
No, no, no. Oh, no. Did I lose her? Can you not hear me? Okay, you just came back. <laughs> oh, okay. That's odd. Um, I was talking to myself, I guess. <laughs> I was talking as well. It'll be interesting. I, I heard you, but you didn't hear me. No. <laughs> but yeah, I was just saying, like, I that that's fine if people want to promote the vaccine. I have no problem with that. Like, if you want yeah. to look at the data and be like, look, people seem to actually be getting some benefit from this. It's better if you get it. That's fine. But like, just don't force it. Don't force it down people's throat and i think what's happening right now is it's it's being pushed down people's throat to the point that it's actually like strengthening the resolve to never get it you know how did this happen from the beginning here's the data you can get a vaccine if you want end of story that would be one thing then people wouldn't be so distrustful but like Right now, it's just it's so they're not providing weird. us. They're not letting us have our free will, you yeah. know, or in the matter. Because, like, honestly, like that's the thing. It's like they're almost like they're not get like we have a right to live, right? But it's like they're, it's like they're shoving that right in our face. Like, no, you need to survive. Like, you cannot die. Like, they won't let us die. Like, <laughs> you know, well, like, I I don't think a lot of them actually care about that. Like, I've seen a lot of nasty comments where they just don't care about people who aren't vaccinated and they say okay well if they need help and they need the hospital then we won't help them and stuff like that which is outrageous but yeah they, they and, oh, yeah and the other thing is if, if they use that excuse of overwhelming the system and all this stuff like what what's the next thing that we're going to control like are we going to make being morbidly obese uh, illegal are Never. we gonna make smoking cigarettes illegal? Are we Never. gonna like <laughs> like mandate that people have to exercise for two hours a day? Like it come it goes it's it just it's lunacy. It's like let people make their own decisions. <laughs> End of yeah, story. If, if someone wants to be a fat lard, let them be a fat lard. It's unfortunate that they're kind of a nuisance to society, but yeah. they're still a, a member of society. So like whatever. Let them be. And, you know, um, Asian cultures, I, I don't want to generalize, but I know in China, like they have, or Japan, uh, they have terminologies for every type of uh, character uh, mm. or personality. You know, so oh, okay. like people who just want to be like isolated all the time like and not be included in society. Those kind of people exist as a term for it. Same thing with like people who want to fully indulge in just like lethargism. There's a term for that, and it's not—it's not—it's not acknowledged as something negative. It's just acknowledged as something. <laughs> something that is, yeah. Yeah. And you know, we have room in our society for all kinds of people, and what should be at the forefront is freedom and tolerance of other people who aren't like you. And I understand, you know, like if if this virus was completely different, where, uh, you know, like first of all, the survival rate was much lower. Um, it was extremely contagious. Unvaccinated people were spreading it way more than vaccinated people and all of this stuff. That would be stuff that we should consider and look at. But the situation right now is not that at all. Like what we're seeing now, oh my God, I I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I posted it on Instagram earlier. Um, It's something like, what? What's it called? 
what's it called? Well, it's yeah. just stats on COVID in Ontario recently. So oh, yeah. unvaccinated people, I think there was something like 2,700 new cases of um, COVID Tommy. in fully vaccinated people and something like 1,000 of unvaccinated people so oh, that's, like, been, that's been a regular thing since the beginning they just didn't they never gave those true numbers before <laughs> now they just can't deny them <laughs> well no you know what like it's actually the vaccinated people if you look at charts like i don't know if they're like if there has been some kind of bias in the stats or anything but I, yeah if if we if we consider the stats to be true it looks like in the past like week or so there's been mm-hmm. a huge spike in vaccinated people um, getting COVID. And I think it probably has to do with Omicron because there was another study done in Denmark. Um, I don't know why Denmark. Can't trust Denmark. They're not a... <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of these studies, but I just come across <laughs> random stuff, right? And I think it is. Yeah. But then, so in Denmark, um, it was something like, from November 22nd to December 14th, they looked at all of their cases of Omicron, okay? They had about 10,500 cases. And then they looked at who was vaccinated, unvaccinated, or uh, tr- uh, like triple vaccinated. And they found that 89% of people who got Omicron were either double vaccinated or triple vaccinated. Oh. So this variant is extremely, like it, it. The vaccine doesn't seem to offer much protection at all, and even the people who are unvaccinated don't get it. That like it's it's not that bad. Of the ten thousand five hundred people, because at this point, most almost everybody on the like, whether you've got tested positive or not, you've probably had COVID at some point, which means you already have antibodies in your system at some point. Yeah, maybe. But that's of, like it's of, been two almost three years now, like coming on March since yeah. we hit March is three years. Yeah, of like, the 10,000 people, though, the 10,500, guess how many had to go to the ICU? Six. It it said under five. I'm not sure what <laughs> that means. I'm not sure why they didn't just put like two or three, it could be zero, it's like four, you know? four and a half. They had to round it up, <laughs> <laughs> so under five. So it's clearly not. I mean, as of right now, it doesn't seem like it's that bad and everybody's getting it, but it's just kind of like a cold or whatever. Like the common cold, yeah. Yeah. Which is actually a good thing because then, you know, maybe we can actually get herd immunity if it can, if it's that contagious that everyone kind of gets it at the same time. You would think that would be um, good for... Well, at this point, I think what's happening is like the coronavirus is kind of like reaching its end game almost it's like it's not morphing strong enough fast enough everyone's vaccinated you know it's done it it's taken its course it's just going to get weaker as the strains grow more and more that's the thing like these strains don't necessarily get stronger over time you know our our uh our immunity gets stronger over time <laughs> well uh, our virus... immunity gets stronger like i mean um yeah no you're right like viruses in general and i've i've looked at a lot of articles on this and it says that in past in previous like 
um, pandemics or whatever, viruses generally tend to get less, um, less like, how do you say, like potent, I guess, less, less potent, less, 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 uh... Yeah, over time, like they'll, yeah. because there's no point if the virus is that deadly that it kills its host. It kills everyone off. It has, then, has no host anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they have to kind of learn to live with us, and that's kind of what it seems like they're doing. Common flu, at yeah. it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least it took three years for everyone to kind of see the light. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, happy. I'm just happy I'm on this side of like the like you know since the beginning I was telling everybody I'm like this can't last forever man like like hold your pants tight like don't worry don't give into this stuff like and if you do you know all the best to you but like <laughs> yeah it's sad to think that some people have literally been living in constant fear for two years like I I don't know what the numbers are for that but I'd be interesting to know it'd be interesting to know how many of us are like legitimately fearful every single day whenever we go in public whenever we do anything i mean i did i was a bit fearful at the beginning but i definitely grew out of it pretty fast um, i was involving i was like well when the streets were empty i was just driving my van everywhere i was like <laughs> look, i was like looking for it i'm like let's go find covid and what it is like <laughs> oh my god of well course. like i'm just like well, it's like the roads are empty. Everyone's staying at home. Like, this is so interesting. I got, I got to drive on these highways with, with mm. no one. Because like, you need to stay society. home. I'm like, well, if everyone's at home, then like, what's the danger if I'm outside? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, like... <laughs> it was weird eh, for a time when everyone was staying home. The streets were just dead, like just empty. And remember, I don't know if you ever did this from the beginning, but when you'd go grocery shopping and then you'd have to like wipe down Wait. your like the items that you bought or, like I never did that. Things no. like that. I, I didn't either, but I know of people like close to me who who <laughs> were very adamant <laughs> that everything had to be wiped down. Or like they'd drop it off to their parents' house, like drop off groceries and then Are you going to the gas station? Make sure you wear gloves. Like, oh god. Yeah. Like... And then, like, four hours later, their parents would open the door and take their groceries in, but they, they like, would leave yeah. four hours so that, like, I guess the virus had, had time to disappear. <laughs> Remember, it only lasts 15 minutes on a surface, and then it turned out a year later, it's like, actually, it's an airborne virus, which I I knew I right know. away. I'm I like, know. oh, it's like, oh, it's air, air particles that's, that stay on air particles that stay on surfaces i'm like that makes no fucking sense if it's an air particle it's an airborne disease fuck it's true and you there's still people are still nuts about surfaces it's like dude this is so anti-scientific like but those people are going to be nuts about surfaces anyways like it's there's people that are hyper like andrea you know like they're just (laughs) I, i go to good life fitness and i have to I've been going to these body pump classes recently, and nice. at, at the end of the class, you have to wipe down everything, like everything? with the spray and stuff. Like, it, it's so stupid. It's it's not. It. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I'd be interested to know the data if there is data on this virus spreading on surfaces. But from everything I've read, it just doesn't. So why are we just? so idiotic about this peace of mind it's it's for that karen or that phil around the corner that's going like um excuse me um (laughs) yeah 
And yes. like it's it actually worries me all these chemicals. I don't know about you, but I like I really don't like that. Like I I don't want to sit on a on a you know piece a yoga mat that's been soaked with nasty chemicals. I just don't. Well, what's happening is like there is such thing as a uh, like good bacteria and bad bacteria, right? <laughs> um, I think we everyone seems to have forgotten that now because like that's the thing. Like we don't know how to kill this. This that's like you know they could have easily been like oh like you know Febreze will take care of this or like you know Clorox or Mister Clean. No, they had to send out a new line of products to simply only be accommodate to the COVID nineteen virus and surfaces. And then all of a sudden, it's like now you can't even use Johnson and Johnson Arm and Hammer products. Like simple baking soda is not acceptable as a cleaning agent anymore, even though it's been used for the last fucking three hundred, four hundred years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's so. That's why. That's why it's all seems fishy to me. It's like if it was just like, hey man, there's a thing out there. We need to like be cautious. But it's what everything that came after with and with it, the masks, mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. like, you know, they didn't say, Hey, cover your mouth and make sure like, no, they were really pushing the idea of a mask, you know, mm. like, I'm like, okay, there's that. And then there was, and then there was the whole, um, uh, of the, the, you know, and then it's like, okay, only, only this kind of like sanitizer works against COVID. Like, what do you mean? So now, like now we're monopolizing certain products in, in the wake of this pandemic, shouldn't we just be using all resources and every resource possible? Like, why well, do we have to limit ourselves? Well, like, if some of them are more efficient than others, you would that you would expect the more. Well, efficient that's ones that's the thing. We, we don't know. We didn't know anything from the get go. But right away, out of the gate, it was like, oh, this is the number one recommended. Like, you know, and, and who bid on that? It's probably the company. Yeah. Like, oh, you should use our fucking shit. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. But so, yeah, like. So everything that came with it, you know, the pandemic, cool. Like, yeah, I can, I can choose to fear something and be worried, but everything that came after that, like just the product placement, the, the, the approach, everyone at seven o'clock go outside and not, you know, knock your pots and pans to support like first responders. Like, you know, it's just like, it's a big game of charades. Like, just like, (laughs) (laughs) my God, the best thing ever was (laughs) just a couple months ago. Like this wasn't even at the beginning of the pandemic. A few months ago, I go into a, a superstore in Barrie and they had these big plastic bags like it looks like they literally just cut open a like a garbage bag to create like a lar- like a you know a, one, a, yeah. sheet, a, a plastic sheet and mm-hmm. in certain aisles <laughs> they would like they would like block out like a certain part of like a, a certain product like for example yeah. if um I don't know, like markers and pencils weren't deemed essential. essential. Yeah. They would just put like a plastic sheet over that like one <laughs> that yeah. one section. One section. Like as if as if like <laughs> I literally died. I remember that day there was some guy in the same aisle and we just kind of locked eyes with our masks and mm-hmm. both of us started just laughing. It's so uh-uh. that's not essential. Yeah. Put those markers down. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we're going to let you come in our store, go down any aisle you want, but, like, oh, don't buy a mug. Like, yeah, see, don't buy... At that, at that point, they should have just had the military dropping off rations at everyone's house. Like, here you go. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like um, we're going to take away your freedoms, but don't worry, you can still go out and get the things you need. Yeah. <laughs> 
what? It's for your own good. Fuck you and your own good and the greater good. Like, I used to use that shit when I was 21 to fucking con people into just helping me in my hippie days. Like, it's for the greater greater good, man. I was just being selfish and using these terminologies to, like, to to my advantage. Yeah. Like, like, no, like, I'm afraid, like, sorry to break it to you, but you get the vaccine for your own protection, not for someone else's you get the vaccine so that you build up antibodies so that your reaction to covid will maybe not be as severe as other people end of story you can still transmit it you can still still have the same amount of viral load in your nasal pharynx as yeah. as dr fauci likes to say um <laughs> so okay. uh, i know i i could go on and on but honestly the covid thing isn't even isn't even my major um concern concern no but oh wow an hour and 15 minutes i think we're gonna wrap this guy up yeah because it's what time is it oh yeah it's getting later i gotta start setting my studio and stuff yeah yeah yeah. that was dope are you getting together with your your band there i might tonight's the last night we're allowed to like have music in a bar before the restrictions come in place. That's funny. They gave us the restrictions yesterday, but they don't go into effect until Thursday. So very scientific. Yeah, today today's a free for all. Today the boogeyman's not coming out tonight. So go for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they told COVID to stay away from bars for an extra day. Yeah, you just wait now. You just wait. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. Have fun with that. It was nice chatting. I mean, yeah, I don't know how many people sure. listen to your your podcast, but I don't think it matters. It's just to me, it's just like a, a, it's, just a like log. A, it's just like a normal conversation, really. Yeah, normal conversation, except it's logged, it's put up on the internet, and anybody can find it, and I yeah. can re-listen to it in the future at some point. Uh, yeah. It can be used for me or against me. Who knows? <laughs> 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 who knows these days you know i've yeah. said worse i've said worse things in the past <laughs> okay sweet okay. uh chanel thank you so much i love you very much all the hugs all the kisses and to right. anybody who's listening i love y'all too <laughs> <laughs> right back at you thanks for having you for having me on yeah all, all right. right all right peace all right. everybody you love you love you too